Big Red Bench. Come on. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy McCarthy, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at McCarthy 74 On this week's show, our VIP special guests are Munster Women's Rugby Assistant Coach Fiona Hayes and Irish Senior Basketball Captain Edel Thornton. Fiona Hayes joins our resident Red FM rugby expert Wendy Keenan to preview Munster's Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Championship Final against Leinster. And Fiona also gives us the lowdown on how preparations are going and what winning three in a row Interpro titles would mean to the province. Irish senior basketball captain Edel Thornton is back on the bench to review her country's recent win over Austria and how a new look Irish team is preparing for this year's FIBA Women's Euro Basket Qualifiers. I also have a detailed review of the latest rounds of the 2023 Cork Ladies Football Club Championships, including results, scorers, standout players and upcoming fixtures from the senior, intermediate and the junior grades. That's all to come on this week's Women in Sport podcast. Ireland's senior women international basketball team defeated Austria 73-67 in a recent friendly at the National Basketball Arena. Brunel and Irish captain Edel Thornton played a pivotal role in Ireland's fourth quarter comeback and joined me on the big red bench to discuss captaining her country, the new Irish debutantes who made an impact in their first international, how preparations are going ahead of this year's FIBA Women's Eurobasket qualifiers and Brunel's hopes of an improved showing in this year's Women's Basketball Super League. Now we are delighted here on the big red bench to be joined by the Irish women's basketball captain and Brunel star uh, Edel Thornton who recently helped her country to a fantastic victory over Austria which we're going to talk about as well as looking ahead to what's coming up this year in both club and for country Edel you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench how are you? I'm great sir thanks Amelia for having me again I yeah Lovely to talk to you again. Um, it's been a while and since we last spoke, I suppose the reason we have you on today um, and to speak to you is because Ireland took on Austria at the National Basketball Arena recently um, in the first of two weekend games. The second one was behind closed doors. But this was part of your preparation for uh, the 2025 FIBA Women's Eurobasket Qualifiers. We'll talk a little bit more about them in a minute, which come in November. But I suppose the headline news, Edel, is that a comeback win over Austria, 73-67, a fantastic performance. Um a good a good weekend all round in Irish camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know it was a really good game for us, and it was a good test. Um, again, high level competition. Um, I suppose we started the game quite well, and then they came on their run. Um, and we were down for the majority of the game. To be honest, by like around ten points, we couldn't kind of break that. And then in the fourth quarter, the shots that hadn't been going in and the options that hadn't been going in started to drop. So, um, and then we started take them away a little bit more so it was really good for us to you know um, dig deep and get that comeback win and I think to be honest for me as a player anyway throughout my career the comeback ones nearly mean more um, than if you were ahead the whole game and it's a kind of a testament to the players we have around because we have such a young group and um, it was really nice to see us dig, dig down and uh, dig deep and stay together and get the win. Yeah, I think you're being very modest because it was 22-14 at the end of the first quarter, 40-29 at the end of the second quarter and 54-46 at the end of the third. And that fourth quarter surge, um, as you rightly said, there's some new players under James Weldon in this particular group for this particular game. Really, really encouraging. Mm-hmm. I suppose the thing is the captain, and again, well, congratulations, you you weighed in as well with 14 points, which is uh, very, very important, um, as did Bridget Hurley, who, who with 29 points. But I suppose the thing from an Irish team's point of view, when you're inside the dressing room afterwards, you did, it's the momentum and the happiness and that you need that momentum for later on in the year with Ireland and that's the key thing I suppose coming out of it 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, um, our last PBR basketball competition, we we were ahead and the team came back on us. So I think the fact that we've done this for ourselves now and, you know, come back against the team um, was really promising for us and especially going forward into November, knowing that we can beat these, these teams in these countries. Um, that win was, to be honest, one of the most important ones for us as a group because uh, we did it, you know, down a few bodies. So it was really good for us as a group and as a, as a team. And one of the things uh, your head coach, James Weldon, said afterwards as well is that, look, he felt you were a bit off in the first half, but the courage down the stretch to take those shots, I mean, that's something I know when it's on your shoulders, you, you play that captain's role. You're not afraid to take those shots. How encouraging is it when you see the other players around you, maybe the newer players, not afraid, you know, in an Irish jersey to have a go and, and look what happens? Oh, yeah, it's class. And I think um, I think it helps that the, the, the few of us that are there for a longer time are willing to do that as well. And like when you see that example being portrayed all the time, we kind of pride ourselves on everyone being confident and everyone is equal. You know, whether it's your first game or your twelfth game, um, I was thrilled. Like specifically, uh, Kate Hickey hit a three there really close at the end of the game, and she made a layup. And like for me, that would mean more to me her making them shots than avoided because she was willing to take it. Do you know what I And like it was so nice and so encouraging, and for her as well. Um, it was so lovely to see her make the shot and to be honest, for me, to see her take it was one thing and to see her put it in the basket was amazing. Um, how good were Austria in terms of a test? Now, I know you played a second game. You won that game um, at the National Basketball Arena 73-67. You also won the following day behind closed doors. But how good were Austria over the weekend in terms of you know strength of opposition and what kind of what impressed you most about them? Uh, yeah, you know what? The first game, they, they shot the lights out from behind, behind the three. Like, they were really clinical in what they were trying to do. Um, and I think they knew we were, we had five on them inside, especially with Bridget and Hannah and Anya. But um, they did what they needed to do to get an advantage on us and they did it really well. And then, you know, by the Sunday, we kind of figured them out and we won by a bit more, um, which we knew we were capable of. But, you know, um, in comparison to other teams we might have played in the past, they were definitely better. But in terms of the teams that we played in the last window of our basket, they wouldn't be as high level as Czech or Netherlands. But, you know, they're there and they're about to us. So they're games that we, we have to be winning to give ourselves confidence to go in against the, you know, the number one seed and the number two seed. Yeah, you're here listening uh, to the Big Red Bench with me, Jeremy McCarthy, and our guest is the Irish women's basketball senior captain and Brunel player, Edel Thornton. Um, you mentioned there, Edel, that the, the, the challenges that lay ahead for the Irish team because uh, in November you take part in the FIBA Women's Eurobasket 2025 qualifiers. These are hugely important. Now, the draw was due to take place in early August, but for whatever reasons, it has been postponed. So you still don't know who you're playing in September. But I would imagine under yeah. James Weldon that you've got a timetable now, irrespective of who you're playing, in the build-up to it. Um, you know, you know exactly what you're doing, and the fact, as you mentioned to me just before we started, we came on air, that the club scene starts a bit earlier this year means you get that bit more basketball, more time and court time ahead of those qualifiers. Yeah, to be honest, I think that's hugely important that the club scene starts earlier, um, because, like you said, we don't we just get into the flow of playing games, um, which is something that during the summer can be hard. You know, your first game can be difficult once you've been away no matter how much you train you can't really simulate the exact same intensity of the game um, so it's good that we start sooner with the club um, but yeah what we did last year as well uh, we try to get together as much as we can throughout the season which can be difficult because like you know different clubs across the country play our games on different days and different nights so like what we usually do is if people play if the majority play on the Saturday we get together on a Sunday as a group 
and train for a few hours and then everyone goes back to work on the Monday. Um, it's just, you know, other teams and other countries have the ability, you know, to kind of get together more than we would because they're professionals, but we're kind of learning that now and trying mm. to take advantage of days that we can get together when we can. Um, there was a number of debutants in uh, James Weldon's squad for this particular doubleheader against Austria. Included in those were Abigail Rafferty, uh, Annalise Murphy, Gandhi Malou Mammel, who I want to talk to you about as well. But firstly, from Brunel, Lauren Homan was also involved. How did she get on and how good was it to have a teammate in there with you? Yeah, it was great. Um, I'm, I'd like the first time we travelled up together, she was a bit nervous, you know, <laughs> which she should be. But I think it was nice for it was nice for Lauren as well for me to be there when she was starting out. Um, just have a, a regular face that you see all the time I suppose um, and it's settled there for sure but you know I've been talking to her for a, time, a long time about it and this is the standard that she is at um, and she's well well capable of, um, of playing at this level so I was thrilled to see her get call up and she performed really well across the training sessions and across the weekend she's she's well able to perform at this level like so it was nice there. And what about Annalise Murphy from the address UCC Glanmire, another player now that name keeps cropping up last season in the club scene. How did she get on? Yeah, she was great. Um she was in um for the Saturday and the Sunday, so it was really nice to see Annalise, you know, and I would have grown up around her as well, so it was nice to see her get her a chance. Um she was in with us before and then she had a really hard injury with her Achilles. Um so it was nice to see her you know, fully recovered from that a year under her belt and then come back in and join the team again. So it was, it was really really encouraging to see her back and just finally this the, the Limerick teenager we've been hearing about I think she's I'm not sure she's only 18 um, but yeah. Gandhi Malumamal and a name we're going to be hearing a bit more about I imagine in the future she's off to the University of Connecticut next season which just shows you the quality of player but for a, such a young player how did she get on um, in stepping up to the international scene yeah super you know um, we had a few weekends and then Gandhi came in after when she came back from the States, um and for her age I think she has such a high ceiling, uh, especially going to UConn. She could be outstanding um, with her height and her athleticism. She could be something really special and one of the biggest prospects we probably have um, exported in the country. You know, she's she's really long, really athletic. Um, she just came in straight away and, you know, she was really professional in, professional in her approach to it and her training sessions. So I'm really excited to see what she can do. Yeah, it, it's encouraging when you hear about those young players that we just mentioned there, uh, Lauren Holm and obviously Annelise Murphy from Leeside, but also Gandhi as well, coming in and uh, you know settling into a squad because you're going to need all these players and a few more. We don't know who you're playing in those FIBA Women's Eurobasket qualifiers in November just yet, Edel, but as you said, it, uh, the more players you get in and experience the international mm-hmm. setup. And I would imagine the fact that you were there for a weekend, was that even more important that it wasn't just one game one day and you were gone again? I know you're preparations weren't uh, like James would have liked a bit more time with you in the build up to it but the fact that you're out on the court is, is that the key thing for a team like that when you're trying to gel that whatever about practicing and getting to know them the more time you spend with these young players on court in those game in game situations and coming back to beat Austria 73-67 I mean that's the kind of thing you can't replicate in, in training That's it and you know we do scenarios in training and you just like you said we try to simulate it but you can't um, it's just especially, like you said, getting together for the weekend. And I think that's what's really important. And James and the staff have done a really good job of making sure that we, when we get into camp in November, that it's not a shock to the system what happens. So like from Thursday to Sunday, now we were in camp, we train twice a day, your meals, like everything is organised in the same way that it would happen in November. So like when we, when it happens in November now, when it's real, you know, 
real competition and it really matters. Mm-hmm. It's not new to us um, and it's something that we've been through before. So especially for the new people in, um, it's always a stressful environment. You know, it's a really high emotional and an intense environment. But once you can come off the floor and especially for the younger girls and the new girls, they can see that you can bring up the intensity within the four lines. Once you come off the four lines, you can bring it back down. You know, carry yourself with professionalism and then you're fine after that. But um, yeah, no, I think the whole weekend of it really, really helps us as a group gel on the floor and off the floor, but also it prepares us for what's to come. Excellent stuff. Before we let you go, Del Thornton, Irish uh, women's senior basketball captain, you mentioned that the return of the Women's Super League, the 2023-24 season, is will shortly be upon us, believe it or not, at the end of September. I know it's not that far away. But from your own point no, no. of view and from Brunel's point of view, um, seventh place finished last year, uh, which would be disappointing mm-hmm. by your high standards. What? How is pre-season going for Singleton Super Value Brunel at the moment? And what are the realistic aims, do you think, for this group of players heading into what has now become an incredibly, incredibly competitive um, top division yeah um, obviously last year didn't go as planned um, but I think this year we have a real we have a real chance you know and, and I just to be honest I fully trust in any team that I'm a part of it can be naive at times but I think we have such a young core and such a a good group of girls um, that are willing to do whatever it takes to win uh, it's really encouraging for me you know I get to go training and they just want to get better and it's, I, I just love being around the group and um, it's so nice to be around people that have similar mindsets to you um, and be getting like for me to be able to encourage them as well uh, obviously like some of them would have hope to be on the senior women's team in the future and like to be around them at this age and try to influence them as much as I can um, while hopefully winning a few uh, few trophies would be really really nice uh, but I think this year you know we're young again but like everyone else in the league, like you said, it's become a really competitive league. Um, and I think with the results that our Irish teams and our young Irish teams are having, it's just a testament to the clubs and it's gone back to the clubs. And um, we're, we're in a really good place, I think, at the moment with the younger girls that we are um, developing within Brunel. So I'm really excited for this year and, to be honest, for the next couple of years because I think we'll be around for a while and uh, we've a few trophies in us yet, hopefully. Well, it sounds like it anyway. Definitely, you're you're, yeah. def- you're definitely speaking like a true captain. And look, listen, congratulations uh, to you and the Irish team on that fantastic comeback, seventy three sixty seven win over Austria recently. We will talk to you again around the time it is announced uh, when Ireland find out who their FIBA Women's Eurobasket twenty twenty five qualifier opponents are, uh, which begins in November. And I know we're going to be talking to you pretty soon uh, with the return of the Women's uh, Basketball Super League once again. But for now, Irish international captain Adele Thornton, thank you so much for taking the time to speak. To us here on the Big Red Bench. Thanks, William. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. Ahead of Saturday's Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Final between Leinster and three in a row chasing Munster at Musgrave Park, the Big Red Bench previewed the province's biggest match of the year with Cork Red FM's resident rugby expert Wendy Keenan and our special guest, Munster's assistant coach Fiona Hayes. Fiona reviewed the positives from Munster's recent defeat to Leinster, spoke about how preparations are going ahead of Saturday's grand final and explained how the new pathways introduced by Munster Rugby bode well for the province and the country's future women's rugby prospects. That 
and much, much more. Now, here on the Big Red Bench for our regular rugby segment, we are leading up to, of course, the big, big game this weekend, the Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Championship Finals Day at Musgrave Park, Saturday, September 2nd at 4.45pm, the big one, the showdown, Munster versus Leinster. And we are delighted, uh, obviously, as always, every week to be joined by our regular rugby expert, Wendy Keenan. Wendy, how are you? I'm great, Jerry. Thank you. Good to have you back on. And we're thrilled to have the Munster assistant coach heading into this fantastic three-in-a-row chasing final, Fiona Hayes. Fiona, how are you? Good, Jerry. Delighted to be with you guys. Very good of you to join us. And I know how busy, I say this a lot to people that we interview on the show, but I know especially this week how busy you are, so we're going to crack straight onto it. Can I ask you, first of all, um, obviously last weekend, Munster didn't get the result they wanted. A 26-19 loss to uh, Leinster at Energy Park up in Donnybrook. But from the coaching point of view and from the players' point of view and from watching it, the way you played in the last 20 minutes to get very close to this Leinster team, the way you fought back, was that one of the positives that you took from it? And what were the other positives that you could take heading into the final? Yeah, look, I'll be honest with you, the biggest positive for us is that wasn't how we wanted to play um, and we have so much more in us. And that's what the exciting thing about the final whistle was that, look, we were very, very disappointed in our performance at times, but obviously to only lose out by... um, a try in the end away from home up in Energia Park it's a hard place to go but I suppose the biggest thing is we lost our shape um, you know uh, maybe set piece at times didn't go as well as we wanted and just backline attack in general so I think after the final whistle after all the d- disappointment the excitement is starting to grow now in the group in, in that we worked so hard in the last couple of months and that wasn't our best performance so we know that we can go out especially on Saturday and put on a real show and uh, take on this uh, Leinster pack especially up front um, yeah, and up front is interesting because your mall was quite effective. Uh, one of the things against Leinster, it's been one of the effective things, I think, in the three games this season. A lot of people are reading the headlines and seeing the try scoring and seeing those fantastic bonus point wins that led into that Leinster game. How happy are you and Niamh with defensively, how sound you've become, how difficult you've become to break down, um, albeit I know you lost at the weekend, but there seems to be a, it seems to be a kind of a, a, a gradual improvement on both the mauling and certainly on the defensive side of things. You've become much, much harder to breach. Is that a fair point? Yeah, that's fair, Ger. We've spent a, a good bit of work on that mall and Tommy O'Donnell has been in helping out as well, you know, um, giving us some Graham Roundtree drills. So it, it's been exciting for the girls to, to be able to do that. And it might be only a three, four minute drill, but it, it just, um, you know, once you can knock on and, and really tighten up a few areas in that mall, I think that's that's really stood to us throughout um, the last couple of weeks. Look, we were disappointed. I know we had, uh, had good shape and stuff, but I suppose we were disappointed we would have felt like our mall was brought down a, a few times and we weren't getting just reward for that as well. So, look, we, we have to look at how we can keep that up and going. If the referee isn't going to reward us, we've got to look after that area ourselves. So we are happy with that, but there's definitely a little bit more in us in that area as well. And I suppose the other thing is defensively, Jared, definitely it's just showing the will and the fight of the girls that they they are open it. Obviously disappointed with um, last weekend's performance defensively. At times, we were exceptional at other times. I mean, Lentz are always going to put a, a couple of scores on you. So look, they've been building and building. We just felt we got a bit narrow. So our folding wasn't quite as good as it had been in the other games. So we look to tighten up that again next week and really bring a big line speed against Leinster. 
You're listening to the Big Red Bench here with me, Jeremy McCarthy, our regular rugby expert, Wendy Keenan. We're also joined by the uh, Munster assistant coach, Fiona Hayes, ahead of this weekend's Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Championship decider at Musgrave Park, 4.45pm. Leinster versus Munster, preceded by the third and fourth place playoff uh, at two o'clock between Ulster and Connacht. Fiona, one of the things as a player, if something goes wrong or if you lose a game, irrespective of the sport, including rugby, there's always a game around the corner. From a player's perspective inside the dressing room, how good is it that it's just a week that they get to turn around now to get another crack off Leinster. And from a coaching point of view, would you rather have more time or is it just better to have the players focus for those five or six days and getting them down to business and hitting the ground running again on Saturday? That's spot on, Jeremy. That was the biggest chat inside in the dressing room after the game is that we get to do it all again next week and definitely improve in, in, in some of the areas I've spoken about already. So I think that's what the excitement about in this Interpros is. You know, um, it was either probably looking like Connacht or if we'd won up at Leinster, it would have been a Connacht game. But, you know, it's 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 even better that we get to, to get Leinster down to our home here in, in Cork and, and give them a good matchup. And, you know, as I said, really improve from, last week and, and that's what you want we we played really well against against Collect and, and we're delighted with that game but with this match it's a final now on our own turf and what better way to to, to tighten up a few areas and really go after Leinster and Fiona, I suppose just to just to add to that is that you know we saw a couple of changes in personnel last weekend um, and I think some of the girls, you know, coming through the pathways have really put up their hands now for this final selection. We were delighted to see Nicole, of course, back on the pitch um, in her captaincy role. But is it is it a headache for you as coaches now because you've got so much talent coming through to to get this fifteen right for for next weekend? Yeah, 100% Wendy, that's definitely something I felt this year that out of the whole entire squad, there's so many people putting their hands up and and trying to not only fight for, you know, a, a place on a bench, but actually pushing some of the Irish girls, some of the Munster girls that have been around a long time for those starting spots. And as a coach, it's a headache, but it's also really exciting with um, myself because, you know, a lot of these are younger players and, you know, we've the likes of Fiona Reedy, the stalwarts that have been around forever, but to see the young blood pushing through now and and learning off those players and, and also picking up those little, um, we won't say cheat, but little trick plays that you can do, especially Eilish. I know she's learning a lot from Reedy's scrum time and uh, uh, and and she's uh, her her voice and all is coming up uh, very similar to Reedy. I'm hearing the same phrases at scrum time. So look, it's, it's brilliant for us to be able to choose from that, but I think it's got to do with the, the young players and them actually realising that they are good enough to, to make it to the top and they're pushing these players all the way and they, they know that Wendy, that if they want to get up to that Irish setup, they've got to be making waves at Munster and Club and, and what better way to start the season off um, than, than getting yourself on a Munster bench or on a Munster pitch. Yeah, and I suppose you only just to add, to add to that you know, we're always banging on here about our pathways in Munster and how important they are, you know, dividing up the province north and south and bringing everybody together, you know what I mean, at different times of the year. You've been part of that setup at Under-18 and a very successful Under-18 um, championship um, with you at the helm. So I suppose how important do you see are the pathways now, and especially Nia Briggs in her new role um, in development? How important is that for us to develop as a province? Absolutely huge, and you know, um, I suppose with Briggs and her role as well, it's it's really good that we've had the likes of Kazi as I, um coming down 
um, helping out with coaching. I, I spoke about Tommy O'Donnell. We've had Ian Keatley, Sean Cronin. So there's a real buy-in. And I, w- I would presume that'll tip on to the underage girls as well as the years progress and they'll be able to to learn from these you know these people who are in that high performance environment and that's what it's about Wendy it's about getting these kids into that environment so they feel really natural when they go out and play those big games because a lot of the girls wouldn't have felt that but I think this Briggs and her new role will get them into that training environment making them feel more comfortable upping their skills, upping their fitness. And when it comes to Interpro time, they're ready. They want to go out and they're confident and they're backing themselves. And, you know, I was lucky to coach a couple of under-18s girls that have now pushed their way onto this monster squad. And, you know, it was it was easy enough to, to, to spot the talent at that young age. But what they've done and how they've worked hard themselves and pushed themselves on in such a short space of time. And and a couple of them, Kay Flannery in particular, pushing her way on to, to start in a senior team I mean I coached her for a couple of years and I could see the spark but it's growing and growing with every game um, and just on <laughs> sorry just on that um, Fiona you mentioned there that, uh, uh, the question that Wendy put you you mentioned the high performance environment and how important it is for young players to learn that when they come into this environment it's a step up and they've got to hit certain targets I know that you've got set all the different coaches have got set for them but irrespective of the result at the weekend I mean, Munster have been in the running for an interprovincial championship three years on the track now. The quality of the player being produced is better. The results are improving. How can we transfer that onto the international stage, do you think? How can, or is it a case of more Munster players need to be on the Irish team? Or how, uh, he said, but I know Wendy will agree with me. But how, I mean, is this, is this really the foundation for a future Irish uh, women's international team where the high performance in Munster and the high performance, hopefully, in the other provinces as well, is going to produce a better international player? 100%, um, Jared. That's the, the model. See, there was kind of if and and button about what model they were going to go with over the last few years, a lot of talk about it. There's been something done now. There's been um, people employed and hopefully we'll see more um, coaches go into that setup as well because the more coaches that are there of a high performance level means the girls are getting that extra, you know, that extra coaching. So when they, they push up to Ireland, they're just looking at maybe uh, structures, systems. I, you know, I've been around a while. I saw some girls going up to international level that mightn't have even played Interpro level that don't understand the game inside out. But I think if we can get them young and they understand the game, making that transition then when you're 18, 19, it's it's not a big deal. But making that transition at 18 or 19, having not played a, a lot of rugby and just being athletic, now we're going to see something different where that rugby IQ is much higher and, and hopefully the provinces are the exact same and we see the coaching, the standard of coaching is, 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 is getting better and better. And we know like Clarissa's up in Connacht and, and Leinster have the same and Ulster similarly. And I know Grace David is involved with Ulster as well and she's a, an excellent coach. So it's not getting the coaches in, spending time. So when they get up to that international level, they're more relaxed. They know the game, they're fit, they're faster and their skills levels are, are way through the roof. And I think we'll see the, the best benefits that definitely in the next couple of years at the international stage maybe not this year but we will see it in the future yeah and I suppose to add to that Fiona like we've mentioned Kate numerous times and other players we also have to acknowledge this was Beth Bottomer who's come through that Irish under 18 you know what I mean and that Irish structure as well you know having coming up through our underage and now we see her just turning 18 and getting a senior cap in the same weekend I mean, it's it's a wonderful story, and I always think, Fiona, when I'm watching you on the sideline, you're 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 so driven. You're living every moment with the players. 
How much would you love to be out on that pitch on Saturday <laughs> to have a kick, have a go off Leinster? I'd stop. I'd love it. I actually spoke to Briggs last year about this, and she was she was in a different mind frame altogether than me. She was like, "No, I'm I'm happy. I'm coaching. Now. This like coaching has made me see my my real path, and this is what I want to be doing." And it was very deep and f- philosophical. I was like, "Oh God!" All I was thinking about was I'd love to be out there playing Leinster. That kicks in with me. That that hunger, that want. But uh, I'm old now, Wendy, so I actually wouldn't even physically be able to do. I think in my mind I'd be brilliant and I'd say I'd be laughed off the pitch so you know to be able to pass on my wisdom and them actually not see me play is actually brilliant as well because <laughs> when you're talking and telling people how to tackle if you miss a tackle and you're still playing yourself they'd be the first to point it out but yeah I have to give a, a shout out to Beth as well when I was doing a bit of coaching with uh, the under 18s Beth was actually in the centres so she's made a, a brilliant transition to the pack and you know that was very very visible um, obviously I love the forwards I that's my bread and butter and um, I appreciate the backs but I, I absolutely love the, the grace and determination of forwards and you could see that in Beth she has that that kind of kill factor I, I haven't seen in a lot of players in a long time where they go out they are her energy levels are through the roof and all she wants to do is absolutely go out and smash people and and be in control of that like obviously not in a negative way and I just love her energy and I love what she's bringing to this squad yeah, and I suppose the, the 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 extra dimension then is I suppose you know we we played against Tanya Rasser on the pitch when she played for Leinster. Um, now we see it in a coaching role, and now it's been come you know another level of competition, not on the pitch but also off the pitch. But it, it would be bittersweet, wouldn't we, if, if we come away three in a row, beat Leinster in our in our backyard on Saturday. Yeah, it's about that as well. It's about being at home and, and doing it for those people that and family members that, that have come out to watch it. Yeah, I know there's TV there and it's it's absolutely brilliant. But it's that roar, the crowd that can get you up for these things, that little turnover, that scrum win, that stolen line out. It's those things are absolutely massive and they make the crowd you know, energy levels come up as well. And I think that transfers onto the players. So um, with Tanya, yeah, it's it's a coaching battle definitely with her breaks two backs. Um, I was chatting to Mazzy. Maz is involved with Leicester as well. And, you know, I, 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 I would have been great friends with Maz when I played with Ireland. So we have that bond there. But I can see, um, you know, Tanya and Briggs were similar players. They were they were just, um, you know, the, the best in their position. I mean, Tanya was an amazing nine. She'll admit it herself, one of the most annoying players to play against. And Briggsy was the same, probably one of the best fullbacks you'd ever seen in the world. So their competitive levels are are much, much higher. And it's brilliant watching their battle of chess as, as they play, you know, the, the minds of backline attack I, I i'm watching the videos back and you can see um a little bit of both of their imprint in how they attack so it's exciting but it's the home it's the home game for us and it'll be absolutely huge for us to win that title at home because as i said wendy last week with the performance we weren't too happy and there was a couple of little things as you'd only imagine in a, a leinster monster game someone diving over the try line from leinster and smiling back at one of our girls and you know that's all part of it but we'll on to that as well. Yeah, I mean, a wonderful occasion on Saturday and I suppose just to reiterate, we need support, we need people at the games to grab something red and get down to Musgrave Park, 4.45, Jared, plug it again. But I suppose just from all of us to wish Fiona and the squad and me of the very best of luck and we'll be there early to get our seats. 
Great stuff. Thanks a million, guys. Yeah, the very best of luck to you, Fiona, uh, the squad, and everybody involved with Munster. The Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Championship final in Musgrave Park, 4.45pm on Saturday, preceded by the 2 o'clock third and fourth place playoff between Ulster and Connacht. Part of the aim of getting you on the big red bench this week, Fiona, was to obviously get an insight into how Munster are going, but now I'm pulling on a Munster jersey at the moment, having spoken to you. Like The passion is, uh, is flying through, <laughs> and if we get half that kind of passionate performance out of Munster uh, on Saturday, I think things will be just okay. But let's hope we, we need a big crowd there we need everybody to get to Musgrave Park I suppose that's the final message we'll leave it to you Fiona you want to see as many supporters in Musgrave Park as possible on Saturday Absolutely get out bring the red cheer the girls they've had some huge performances in the last couple of years but the three in a row would be absolutely huge for us it'll be great to see people out there Excellent stuff uh, thank you so much Fiona Hayes Munster assistant coach and a regular rugby expert Wendy Keane for joining us on this week's Big Red Bench get down to Musgrave Park on Saturday 4.45pm the Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Championship Final Leinster versus Munster three in a row on the line thank you Fiona and we will talk again soon Cheers guys Thanks, Jared. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Okay, then it was another busy weekend in the Cork LGFA Ladies Football County Club Championships over the past weekend. We're going to go through uh, most of the results here now and look ahead to what's coming up this weekend uh, across multiple grades in the Cork LGFA setup. We start with the Intermediate County Championship and last year's Cork and Munster LGFA Junior A champions, Neva Bond, got their intermediate campaign off to a winning start at the expense of Ross Carberry Ladies last Saturday. Two clubs packed with attacking talent served up an entertaining match with the Battleborne Club leading seven points to two at the break. Sandro Donahue Gold brought Ross to within two points of their opponents immediately after the resumption, but that was Neva Bond's cue to move up through the gears scoring 1-1 from penalties and adding a brace of goals in as many minutes to run a convincing 3-10 to 1-4 winners. Neva Bond scores were provided by Eva Creedon, Alana Hoare, Emer Murphy, Amy McDonough, Grani Lucy, Grace Murphy, Roy Corkery, and Joanne Kelly. The West Cork, their West Cork opponents from Ross Carberry ladies scores came via Sandra Dunn who got 1-2 and Maeve Kingston and Kellyanne French who got a point apiece. Ross Carberry conclude now their three-team intermediate group one series with a must-win home tie against Araglen Desmond Bui this Sunday. In Group 2 of the Intermediate Grade, Valley Rovers lost heavily away to one of this year's championship favourites, Glanmire, last Sunday. The Pike and Sallybrook was the venue for an encounter where Glanmire reaffirmed their title credentials. Uh, Valleys will host Awandala next Sunday. In the same Group 2, Awandala and Dunamore played out a high-scoring clash with Awandala edging the result 5-12-7-3, a three-point victory. Uh, Dunamore host Glanmire next Sunday in each club's second intermediate championship outing. And just to reiterate, in the intermediate championship grade this year, it's split up into two groups. Group 1, Navabon top of the table on three points after their win over Ross Carby. Ardlin Desmond's be taking on Ross this weekend now. Um, and then the following week, Ardlin uh, Desmond's be will host Navabon. The top two there go through to the semi-finals. And in group two, we've got Glanmire up on the board already, as we said. And now on Dalla, they each have three points, while Valley Rovers and Dunamore yet to get off the mark ahead of this weekend's next round of intermediate county championship matches. There was no Cork LGFA Senior Championship action last weekend, but Kinsale will be in action for the first time this season this coming Sunday. They travelled to Ovens for a Group 1 senior meeting with Air Og. Air Og defeated Introvers in their championship opener a fortnight ago. Also on Sunday, St. Val's will look to make it two Senior Championship Group 1 wins in as many outings at home to Introvers. Val's overcame Clon 2 Clonakilty 2 12 to 5 in their opening game. Clon are not scheduled for County Championship action this weekend, but they'll travel to Introvers next on September the 10th. 
In Group 2 of the Cork LGFA Senior Championship, current champions Moore Abbey are coming off a 4-9 to 3-9 uh, defeat of Ada. They travel to Bride Rovers, who will be eager for an improved showing, having gone down to Castlehaven uh, in their opening county championship game. Last year's Senior B County champions, Moy make their first championship appearance of the year, travelling to Ada on Sunday for what should be a cracking game. And the uh, state of play in the Senior County Senior Championship in Group 1, uh, St. Val's and uh, Aero uh, off the mark there with three points each. Uh, Clannock Guilty and Rovers yet to score and Kinsale, as we said, making their first appearance of the season. They're away to Aero in Ovens on Sunday. And in Group uh, 2, and the top two in each group will go through the semi-finals, by the way. Morn Abbey off the mark is expected uh, the last day against the Haddle, although it was quite close. And Castlehaven making their first appearance as a senior club uh, with a fantastic result at home to Bride Rovers, putting up a big score as well. 2-14, they each have three points. Bride and Ahada yet to get off the mark. And for as we said, making their championship debut away to Ahada uh, at the weekend. And that senior championship looks like it's going to be a very, very interesting one indeed. Now, on to the Cork LGFA Junior A County Championship, uh, where O'Donovan Rossa claimed the local bragging rights following a West Cork Derby victory over local rivals Bantry Blues in Skibreen last uh, weekend. Last year's beaten county finalists continued their undefeated start to this year's Junior A Football Championship by netting four superbly crafted goals. O'Donovan Ross's full forward line of Ava O'Donovan, Kate O'Donovan and Fanula O'Driscoll were a constant threat with midfielders Laura Manny and Trina Murphy providing continuous support from midfield. Uh, but it was the winner's back six superbly anchored by Eamon McCarthy and Sarah Hurley that caught the eye on the day and uh, based on their first two championship displays back-to-back wins for O'Donovan Ross they have every chance of going deep in this championship once again this year losing of course last year's final two uh, eventual champions Nave Vaughan as for Bantry Blues even in defeat uh, a young team showed a lot of spirit and batting qualities that suggest they can bounce back in their two remaining round robin ties but on the day convincing winners um, O'Donovan Rossa on the day as we said uh, and thanks to uh, Four superbly crafted goals. They won out 4.15 to 3.7. And on the day, their scores came from Ava O'Donovan, who got 1.6. Fanola Driscoll won 2. Laura Mahoney, their Cork senior, won 1. Anya McCarthy got a goal. And Kate O'Connell, Kate O'Donovan, he scored two points with Aoife O'Driscoll and Lisa Hart also scoring a point apiece. Megan McSweeney, top scorer for Bantry Blues, the young foot forward getting 2-1. Rachel Murphy got three points. Marae Delay got a goal. Eve Murphy, Molly O'Sullivan, Aoife Kingston also kicking over a point apiece. Now, in the same junior A grade, another West Cork club Donnies began their campaign with a trip to their old rivals Douglas last Sunday in a cracking encounter saw the West Cork side lead 1-7-1-2 at the interval quick scoring burst immediately after the break helped Donnies run out convincing 2-14 to 2-5 winners Cork senior Melissa Duggan contributed 1-5 and Ruth Collins added 1-4 farther than Manway side Murray Crowley Michelle Murphy and Ava Donovan were also on Donnie's score sheet despite that defeat Caitlin Holland and Anna Murphy each kicked the goal for Douglas with Quiver Russell and Ella McCarthy also knocking over some well taken points. There's another high-profile West Cork derby to look forward to in the County Junior A Championship this coming weekend where Donny's host O'Donovan Rossa in Dunmanway on Sunday. On the same afternoon, Bantry Blues welcome a winless Middleton to Wolftone Park. And in the Junior A Championship, it's a round-robin this year involving O'Donovan Rossa, Donny's, Douglas, Middleton and Bantry Blues. As we said, those five clubs top four will go through to the semi-finals, but as it stands, um, a good start for O'Donovan Rossa. Back-to-back wins. They started off with a win, as we said, uh, we mentioned there, over Bantry Blues, building on their previous win over Middleton. Uh, Douglas, um, 
hoping uh, we'll be looking for a better fare next time out uh, they beat Bantry Blues in their opening game but went down to Donny's as we just said there so this is always a very very evenly matched championship and it's hard to pick an outright uh, favourite from it even at this early stage but as we said the junior A lots to look forward to in that particular championship over the coming months now let's have a quick look down through the various other Cork LGFA County Championship grades in the Junior B Championship as it stands in Group 1 Bishopstown and Tyg McCorrick uh, got off the mark in their respective opening games Cork Club beating Nemo 113 to 16 and Bishopstown putting up 213 in their defeat of Corsi Rovers. In Group 2 of the Junior B Championship, another four team group here, uh, Carrigaline and Rockbawn have been the early pace setters in this one. Uh, Carrigaline picking up a 310 to 15 win away to Watergrass Hill, while Rockbawn were far, far too strong for Jump Tariff in their particular opening game. That meeting uh, this coming weekend sees Rockbawn at home to Watergrass Hill and Carrigaline at home to Jump Tariff again in that championship format. Two teams teams will go through to the semi-final from that group and join two teams from Group 1, as we said, which consists of Bishopstown, Tyg McCarrig, Nemo and Corsi. Very, very hard championship to call, as we said, similar to the Junior A and looking forward to some cracking games there for the remainder of the championship. On to the Junior C Championship. Now, this is um, a seven-team uh, round robin series here as well and Aaron's own of the team at the top they've got back to back victories Aaron's own registering a 215 to 39 win over St. Peter's this past weekend to go with their 314 to 10 win 10 point win over St. Michael's from the opening round um, Ballinora had a big win over St. Michael's and Mallow kicked seven goals in their defeat of the West Cork side St. Cullum's what all that means is even at the very very early stage of the season Aaron's own out on top on six points in that table with maximum points from their two outings Ballinora Mallow Mallow and Berra off the mark, St. Peter's, St. Cullens and St. Michael's yet to register a point. In the Junior D Championship, McCroom um, have gotten off to a very, very good start. Uh, they drew with Liskool this past weekend, 2-8 uh, to one. 11 but had previously uh, beaten the Bars by a point so a really really tight group and speaking of St Finn Bars they had 10 points to spare in their win over Winter Gabriels and the West Cork side Winter Gabriels take on Ballon Hassig this week but as it sits right now in the Junior D Championship top of the table McCroom on 4 points St Finn Bars on 3 Liskool a point on the board and Ballon Hassig and Winter Gabriels yet to register in the Junior E Championship which is split up into 2 groups and this is 5 clubs in each group this is always a, an entertaining one to put it mildly uh, lots of scores as well Good starts in Group 1 of the Junior E Championship with Yall and Knocknagree getting off the mark. Knocknagree defeating uh, Mitchellstown and Yall getting the better of Nave Finn Barra, the other team yet to feature and they will be playing this weekend uh, or yet to not playing this weekend or they are playing this weekend, sorry, are Kilchanik. They'll be away to Nave Finn Barra and Knocknagree entertaining Yall. Uh, two good games there. Again, very open championship in that particular group. Top two will go through to the semi-finals and they'll be joined by the top two in the Junior E Championship Group 2 where, uh, as it's, it's still very, very early days, had a big win over Kildarri 4-6-1-12 in their opening game Clannagale and Bandon two West Cork clubs are meeting this week um, and uh, they will in their first uh, outing of the actual championship and Kilworth are the other team in that Junior E Championship group uh, and on to the Junior F Championship and again uh, six uh, clubs involved in, the, in Group 1 of this uh, fantastic championship and six more teams in the other side of the championship. In uh, in Group 1, uh, Ballincollig and Kilavullen and Dripsy uh, each registered victories in the opening round. Dripsy had six kicked six goals in their win away to St. Mary's. Kilavullen and Carrick Tool served up an absolute cracker it sounds like it anyway. 6-5 to 5-5 five, five in Kilavullen's favour while Ballincollig had a big win over St. Coleman's top three teams there. Uh, looking very strong already in this particular championship and for the coming weekend, Dripsy will try 
travel to Ballacolic and Kilavullen will host St Mary's. Again, whoever emerges from that group will be joined by the top two teams that come out of the senior or the junior F Championship Group Two, um, and we've got a couple of results in already from that. Iban ladies, Iban ladies from West Cork, one fifteen passage three three, and that's a. Uh, uh, from last weekend in the Junior F County Championship leading 5 points to 2 at the interval Ibane held off their opponents during a high scoring second period Roisin Nivukula scored 1-2 Grace Tobin 5 points Eleanor Reardon 4 points Kate Lindenine Kira DC and Evan McHugh uh, were the other scorers for Ibane on that particular uh, evening um, Kielamila uh, fielding a team at Junior F uh, as well a very very young team were well beaten by Granada in that same competition uh, but despite the loss Maeve Dowling Aaron McCarthy Orla Barrett Keelan Barrett Sarsha McCarthy and Aoife McSweeney played very very well for the West Cork Club and in that particular group over the coming weekend we'll see Granada hosting Bantir and Ibane Ladies will take on Kilnamina in a West Cork derby all the details uh, fixtures results and uh, current tables can be found on the Cork LGFA's official website corkladiesfootball.com and across all Cork LGFA social media accounts as well at Cork LGFA on Twitter and also on Facebook. That's the roundup for this week and uh, we'll have more again next week as the uh, Cork LGFA County Championships uh, get to the business end. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune into the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and guests between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie.